Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is the Joke Strap Podcast. This is episode number four, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Brian Sawasser. Everyone, say hi to Brian. He can't hear you because it's a podcast, but Brian, say hi to everyone. Hi. That's, that's deep. That's Brian saying hi to everybody. All right, so Brian, you are performing at O'Malley's Sports Pub Tuesday, August 30th. Are you ready? No, not like almost ready. I think I have like I had a list of stuff I wanted to talk about. But now, like with this um, new job I'm at, you know, at the last two weeks, it's like, oh, crap, you have this whole line of material I could actually talk about now. So I'm kind of conflicted. What am I going to say when I hit the mic? All right. So um, shouldn't the new job be bringing you like new material, though? Oh, yeah, no, it's totally bringing me new material. That's the problem, that it's bringing me new material. But uh. I have all the stuff in my notebook that, like, oh, like, I want to kind of stick to this, like, get out of my normal, like, comfort zone of when I do the normal story stuff I tell. Okay, I see. So it's like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this joke because this new thing happened. Maybe I want to talk about that instead. Sort of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so... um. When when was your first stand-up performance, so everyone knows? Uh, my first stand-up performance was probably 2002, I want to say. Yeah, probably 2002. Uh, it was at Dianza in a portable room with probably like 20 people, I want to say. And uh, it went pretty well. I think, what was my subject? Uh, it's, um, it was when I worked at the warehouse, like the CD store just what I go through a day with interesting kids and weird people buying Yanni and Goose Goose Opera or whatever, you know. Okay, so Danza, obviously that sounds familiar because if you listen to the introduction uh, episode of this podcast, uh, I too did my first performance, Danza. So uh, yeah, Brian and I did our first performances uh, the same day. Uh, so... Let's see, over over the years, uh, what would you say is your best performance of stand-up so far? Honestly, it was either my very first show, uh, just the fact that like I invited like tons of people, and double the people I thought were going to come came. They put me right before the headliner, so I was totally nervous, and like when I got that first laugh, I felt like this like energy, this rush, like, holy crap, I could do it. And I just took it, took it, and just ran. And like it actually, it felt good. Like I went over my time, but the booker let me go over my time. So I'm like, holy crap! Like I was only supposed to have eight minutes, and here am I up here doing like thirteen. And it was just fun, you know. It was like I have energy, the characters I kind of brought out on stage. Um, I liked it. Uh, and I have to say, like just the first time I performed at the Improv, it was for a comedy competition. And just it just felt good, like okay, I was voted the best one because of course I brought everybody in, in the theater that night. But just the fact, like wow, like I'm here with like a lot of great comics performing on this stage, so it was more like a nostalgic feeling, like you know, this is like the best it's going to get so far at that time. All right, and then uh, the gotta ask the other side, like the worst performance you've had, like, and how bad was it? Afterwards, like, were you thinking never again? Were you thinking I want to die? Were you thinking, uh, I guess I'll date men? What were you thinking after the show? Almost everything what you mentioned. <laughs> not the men or, uh, you know, not I don't know, giving up. Yeah. Um, honestly, it was my second show. It was at uh, Mission City Coffee. 
I didn't invite anyone at all. I kind of wanted to go in this fresh by myself. No one I know were there. And so I get there and it ended up being an audience of just two people. And just, it was bad. Like none of my jokes hit. Uh, and my jokes were at the time, well, probably still is, like aimed toward like the college drunk, you know, all that kind of funny stuff. And there was these two kids, they were probably, you know, 18, 19, and they weren't just having any of it. They just stayed there with like a straight face. And they did almost the entire like comedy show with the other comics. And it just kind of hit me like, wow, like, you know, one night did have it. This night, I don't have anything. All right. So, yeah. I mean, that's comedy. You go through the ups and the lows. And uh, so, so with you, um, I mean, a lot of comedians that know me over the years, they also know you because if you're not performing, a lot of times you come and support me, which is, which is awesome. And I like that. Uh, if anyone knows most of my jokes, it's probably Brian. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, they, they also know that you seem to take large breaks in between your stand-up sets. What, what do you, uh, what's the reason for this? Is it to get more people out to each show, or is there really a reason? There's a lot of reasons, I want to say. I, think, I want to say, yeah, one of them, I think, is you know, to get more people to come to my show, because it's always nice to have your friends come and support you. But I guess you want to say one of the main reasons is the fact that it's like I want each next show to be better. Like the venue, like who's performing, you know, who am I performing with. It's just I always want to drive to be like the better comic. You know, I just want to do like the monotone, you know, same circle. You know, I just, you know, even like the circle is good. You know, we all support each other. But it's just more just the fact that I just want to like drive to be just a bigger and better, you know, to have that niche. Um, one of the times where I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm playing San Francisco. I did my first show in San Francisco and, uh, yeah, it went all right. Cause it wasn't comeback show, but I was not, you know, fresh. That was one. And second thing was the fact that, you know, someone took a picture of me and I thought the light went off and I immediately was like, all right, bye. Good enough stage. Thanks everyone. And then the booger came back to me. He's like, why'd you get off stage? You're actually nailing it. And I'm like, I saw a light, and he's like, oh, dude, I took a picture of you. That's what it was. <laughs> and I'm like, great, you know, here I thought I was doing bad, you know. And just for, like, the first time, like I said, like, performing in San Francisco, it just seemed pretty, you know, fun at the time. I just wanted to do, like, better, like, you know, bigger venues, I want to say. So um, do you want to go, like, career-wise, do you want to go anywhere with stand-up? Uh, do you want to take it anywhere? Or what would you say, like, is your ultimate dream job? Do you want to just be a writer? Do you want to perform? I mean, what is it? I think a little bit of everything. It would be nice to be like, of course, to have like a Netflix special because that's what the end thing is nowadays. <laughs> I don't um, want to be on TV. Put me on yeah, Netflix. Just put me on Netflix. That's what's easier, you know. Like first showing will be just totally uncensored. Not like oh, from nine to ten will be the, un- the censored version. I'm Brian and I'm commercial free. <laughs> yeah, commercial free. No, screw that. Anyone knows me, dude. I say all the words of the alphabet in my sets. Um, but I think also, like, you know, being kind of a writer would be kind of cool. Um, but also, you know, I guess I don't want to say my own sitcom. I mean, look what happened to Mulaney and all those other <laughs> ones. I just crashed and burned within the first season. Um, except Titus. That was actually pretty good. Um I don't know. I, right now, I want to say it would be kind of cool to have like my own 
DVD, I guess you could say, like professionally shot. All right, all right. What about Blu-ray? Blu-ray? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. I'll get more money okay. for Blu-ray. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, what? What's uh? I don't want to give anything away, like on on your upcoming show, but uh, can you give us just a general idea of what are the the topics you might talk about? Oh, um, definitely maybe job searching, um, interviewing. That's actually kind of a big right now. Job searching, interviewing, and um, maybe a certain grade level, you could say. Okay. <laughs> like grade A meat? Grade, uh, <laughs> grade A meat. 80% <laughs> fat, 20% lean. I don't know if I... Uh, I could go many different ways. You could be talking about dating for all I know. Um, speaking of which, uh, Brian, for the listeners out there, are you available or are you seeing someone? Or No. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is this? Like, I don't know. No. Yeah. Um, no, no. There's no. a lot of single ladies that listen to my show, I like to think. No, no I'm not dating, <laughs> not seeing anyone. Um, always open-minded, you know, dating some lucky lady out there. So, but... I was, no, no, not seen anyone. All right. So, um, Brian and I have actually uh, known each other for a while. Um, I can't even remember how we became friends. I want to say it was, I mean, we knew each other in junior high, but we became more friends in high school, right? Correct. Correct. Um, and uh, so we were both in the theater department in high school, and then... Uh, of course, uh, when we went on to De Anza, we both uh, we were in the acting class there, and then we got more into comedy um, because the acting teacher's like, "Who wants to do comedy?" And then we're like, "Okay." <laughs> and Brian, uh, tell tell the story about how you went up uh, on the stage like the first time stand up, or was it the second it time? It was the second and third time. Uh, we actually rented out um, the AV room, so they were actually broadcasting our show live on tv that's how she exactly put it um on like the dianza channel and uh there's this big cylinder kind of like something from like the greek rome like kind of era and like i kind of ran up on stage and like because i was such in a hurry i guess the back wind of me like you know something would happen to the flash like just knocked the whole cylinder over and i'm like oh crap this is live tv you know, almost like the same thing happened to you when you did your coffee TV time. <laughs> yes, uh, those of you that have seen it when I was on Creepy Coffee Movie Time, uh, I came out this little side door and then knocked over a whole bunch of stuff on the set. <laughs> and it all like, it was breakable stuff too. So it was a little, a little bit worse than what Brian did. Brian knocked over some like cardboard paintings or something. Yeah, you know, the paint was the first time. The second time was oh. the cylinder. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that now. There was two, there was two times. There was two it. times. Yeah. He brought down the house. I did. That's what everyone said. That was like my opening. Like, well, looks like I brought down the house. Dead silence. <laughs> she even told me to use the joke, the teacher. She was oh, like, she did? use that joke. I'm all like, I don't think it's funny. She's like, just use it. I'm like, okay. And I used it. I'm like, see? Mic drop. If there was a mic drop acting, I would have dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my uh, my favorite bits that Brian's ever done was about a burrito. Um, <laughs> that was actually in the De Anza days. You did that bit, and that I was, I think you brought it back once or twice. That was but the first De Anza one. That was the very first show you did. No, no, no. That was the first one that we recorded. Oh, the live. first one we recorded. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, so, let's see. So, uh, just, uh, aside from, uh, comedy, uh, what, what, uh, like, what's the normal, the normal day in the life for Brian? Uh, lately, wake up, work, get home. Maybe, to, lately, there's an, a nap right there, too, when I get home. Uh, wake he's, up he's into the napping stage I'm of life. I'm in the napping stage now. <laughs> the fact that I come from, I get mostly drained from, you know, my job right now. And I wake up, I cook dinner, maybe play a game or two, and then watch whatever comes on at 10 p.m. and go to bed. Um, you're you're a huge uh, video gamer, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah I'm a and huge gamer right used now. Used to be a, a game tester for Atari. Yeah. And uh, you said you would never want to be a game tester. No, again. no. It's it's even though it sounds like one of the funnest jobs in the world, and in the beginning it is. Uh, it actually depends on what game they put you on. But in the beginning, it actually is really fun. You're like, oh, like I get to sit down and play video games all day, and. You know, especially, you know, if you get on a good game, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. but then, like, the overtime comes in. You're like, oh, yeah, I could do the overtime, like, no problem, and then more overtime, and more overtime, and it's like, I have a life outside of work that, you know, I have friends that need to see me, and, you know, food I need to eat other than, you know, burgers and pizza, well, actually, the pizza deliveries are actually cool, but, <laughs> um, and the money was okay at the time. Like it was my first time I got paid like in the double digits area after I was working at a sporting goods store for three years. Um, so it was good. But then at the, you just get sick of it. Like when you actually come home to play video games, you're like, Oh, that's a bug right there. Oh, that's a bug. Oh, why is this? Oh, this is a standard. I'm surprised it got by. Was it the video game testing job that like got you that trip to like San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. That was Atari. Okay. That was that was fun. Um, originally, it was supposed to be two weeks, and then it ended up being like a three month like overhaul. And of course, I knew none of like, you guys would come out and see me. I mean, granted, it's an eight hour drive. Actually, where it's almost where I'm going tomorrow. Um, but it's the money was unlimited too. Don't get me wrong. That's where I got paid fat, and it was well worth it. Plus, you got like per diem, pay, overtime, double time, uh, free hotel. Uh, almost free food every day, so like if, I was saving a lot. All right, um, and uh, as far as uh, video games go, right now, what are the current games you're playing? Uh, right now, mainly is uh, Destiny and No Man's Sky. Destiny's been out for a while. It's keeping uh, like people interested in the game. Huh? It, yeah, right now, I think people are just starting now to come back to it, just because there's a new. Uh, downloadable content that's going to be added on at the end of september um the day before the blink show um so i think it's you know it's getting a lot of people back and usually i'll play it every two weeks because that's when like the big multiplayer thing happens i could level up my character faster that way um but right now it's mainly just no man's sky because it's more of a calm game like you're not out there to really to kill anyone you're out there to explore the galaxies and try to get to the center of the galaxy and then uh as far as like uh, television and movies, what have you been watching lately? Uh, television, um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I, Dennis Larry is really funny in that show, um, and just the, the writing of it I think is really good. And plus, I'm a really big into music. Um, and, I love and sex and sex. <laughs> Everyone's loving his sex. Um, 
It should be yeah, well. Sex is the beginning. Of the, it the is. Yeah, yeah. Show. That's why it's first. <laughs> That's why it's first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucifer is like one of my favorite shows right now. Uh, the Walking Dead um, and Preacher, and of course Game of Thrones and uh, Ballers. I think is actually really good. I think the writing is really good, and it shows that like Dwayne Ock, you know, The Rock could actually you know act a little bit. I'm actually going to see The Rock on Sunday. You're going to see The Rock? Yeah, I'm going to Alcatraz, but oh, it's a whole Alcatraz? totally different thing. But <laughs> Is Sean Connery going to walk up to you like, welcome to The Rock? That's what I'm hoping. Or that or that one other old guy, which I think he passed away, where uh, he has a line where he goes like, whoa, Mac, I should have known. <laughs> Says almost like Sean Connery, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that guy passed away like two years huh. ago. Um, R.A.P., but, <laughs> I don't know. I, forgot, I don't even know his name. I'll look but, for him. But I, I, I know, he's been in like all those like kind of like he's always kind of a senator or yeah, something yeah. in those type of movies. Huh. Um, I actually have the movie. I should probably watch it before I go on Sunday. You'll be like, oh, that's what that happened. Like, that's oh, what that happened. I remember this scene. <laughs> I watched the Alcatraz once back when I was in Herman. We read this book about like this kid. I think his name was Danny, and like there was like, these school bullies, and they just followed him to Alcatraz, and then he ended up like killing all the kids just like defending his life just because they were stupid ass bullies yeah i visited uh alcatraz once before uh when i had a like a guy that i was pen pals when people had pen pals (laughs) i had a pen pal who lived in france and he was coming to visit the states and he asked us to host him so we hosted him and then we were like showing him places you know we took him to freaking winchester like here this you never need to come here again and then we were like <laughs> let's go to alcatraz and then you know in and out was the third attraction we oh, went wow. to in and out it was like you got to go to in and out that was before there was one in san jose say, like, we had a we had to drive so to gilroy and be like here's in and out there was one in gilroy back then yeah yeah there was one I in gilroy the back then one forever was the one at tracy yeah yeah that's what i thought too wow but it was like gilroy and tracy like, back when I was in the, in the Boy Scouts, like, whenever we crossed Tracy around lunchtime, that was the thing. It's like, no, we're stopping in and out. Yeah. And I remember um, these kids, this, this family, they actually collected in and out shirts. Yeah. So it was always, we got to get the next shirt next month because they always change, you know? It's, yeah, it's like the, the Hard Rock Cafe shirts that people mm-hmm. would collect, um, which I, I used to collect those, but I don't think I have any anymore. I want to say I had two of them. I hope I still have them too. I hope I didn't sell them at like, you know, Crossroads or anything. But I have one from um, London and one in Paris, I want to say. The one oh. in London looked really cool. I oh. really hope I kept that oh, one. Oh, the Hard Rock? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a Paris one, I think. And then I bought like an Austria one, even though I didn't go to the Austria <laughs> one. I just bought I bought it like at some thrift store. Like, oh, really? Yeah. So someone sold theirs. But uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take one that says Austria on it. And then... People come up to you, hey, did yeah. you been to Austria before? <laughs> no. Well, I did go to Austria. I just didn't go to the Hard Rock oh, in Austria. Okay. okay, so you did yeah, go to Austria. Yeah, I did go to Austria, but just not the Hard Rock there. Okay, I'll accept that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I just wanted something that said Austria on it. And I was like, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> this is my Hard Rock shirt. <laughs> no, back um, then it was playing in Hollywood for him. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I remember I went to a play in Hollywood and, and, and what was it? In Reno. Uh, my dad, he picked me up from Circus Circus, and we went to uh, Planet Hollywood and Reno. I remember they had, uh, like, this model, but it was, like, a life-size model of um, Sylvester Stallone in, like, this blue gel from the movie, um, what was it, uh, Demolition Man. 
and he's like completely naked in it. So, but it's like you know, you know, like Ken and Barbie naked, where like he has no private parts. You know, it's just you know his legs and everything completely naked. He's like, you know. <laughs> you guys can't see what I did, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, in when you were uh, when you were younger, no. When <laughs> In school, you you were part of a, a band. Uh, what what do what effect has? I mean, did that have any effect on your performance? Um, no, not uh, like well. Being in front of people or anything does that have any effect? No, actually, that never actually had an effect on me. It was more of the heat lamps of the lights <laughs> that I got used to. Okay. So whenever I get on stage, I feel the heat of that. So I'm like, okay, let's remember. You this know? is home. This is home. Um. No, what was just talking about is uh, the fact that in fifth, fifth, uh, fifth grade, I started to play saxophone, and um, I joined uh, like sit-down band or symphonic orchestra, as they called it. I want to say um, in seventh, seventh and eighth grade, and then so like of course we'd had to go to schools and perform, and we'd have our own performances at our school. Um, but no, like never got like kind of nervous about that. Um, you could say, like, my first time of performance, again, is when I was in the Cub Scouts, and we would have campfire skits, you know, and so I would perform, you know, skits with other kids uh, in front of probably, like, maybe 16, 20 people, I want to say. So I want to say that's where, I guess you could say, I got kind of first started informing people, you know, other than Grandma and Grandpa and just being a silly kid, like, Grandma, watch me, da 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 you know. Did you ever... Do you ever do like shows in front of like stuffed animals, or do you ever look in the mirror and just like talk to yourself, do different faces, anything like that? Wes, you need help. No, I never done that. Have you? I did. I do the mirror stuff still. I mean, I still test. I still in front of like your stuffed animals. No, no, they're not very responsive, to be honest. So give me giddy giddy stuff like perform in front of me. And Milo be like, I haven't seen giggity. Giggity is under. I lost Giggity you the lost first Giggity? night I had. Yeah, Maria oh, has oh, it. Okay, okay. I thought you always oh, had no. child labor. No, or I'm supposed to pay child support, but uh, <laughs> I haven't. Sorry, Maria. No, um, but no, I've never performed in front of like stuffed animals. Um, <laughs> no, just I performed in front of like other parents and kids uh, back in like scout camp. Uh, I want to say it's like the first time I've ever done that. All right. And, uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, after you do a show, what's the best thing an an audience member who's not also a comedian, what's the best thing that they can say to you? Like the best best compliment, I guess, you've ever received, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because it's usually I always get the like, oh, you did really good. Or like, you know, you had a really good set, you know. Um, I guess you could say like the best thing a fan would come up is would come up to me and specifically point out like a part they liked on my set. Like, oh, I liked when you did, you know, yada, 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 you know. Shows they were paying attention. Yeah, shows they were paying attention. Not just like, oh, you had a good, you know, good set as a whole. Because that just seems like a simple compliment where it's like, oh, you were probably like, eh, you know, or, oh, he was funny, but just normally, oh, that's a good set. So definitely like pick out someone's like particular part other set and compliment that. I think that's the best thing you could say to a comedian. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, I actually got complimented once after a show that I wasn't even in. I I went to see a show at the Improv, and uh, I was just talking to the the other comedians there, and then some lady came out of the the showroom and she was like drunk and then she walked up to me she was about to hug me she's like oh you were really funny and then i was like well back off i didn't even perform tonight well you do free hugs never turn down a free hug people someone someone who comes comes up to you and hugs you you hug them back you know it's i I think that's that was the best compliment was the hug in general Wesley. But it wasn't you know. earned. I didn't earn it. <laughs> you put in your time. You've been at that improv for a while. You're you're known. They probably seen you at another night where you, you know <laughs> want to kill babies, but hey. no. But no. Never turn down a free hug, people. <laughs> Which I might talk about hugs. You're gonna talk about hugs. I might have talk about hugs. No, I do I do have a bit for, for hugs. So yeah, I might talk about hugs on my set too. All right, you hear that? You got to come to O'Malley's to hear Brian talk about hugs and other stuff. I hope not just 10 minutes on hugs. But ten, yeah, 10, 10 minutes in a hug. He'll just hug some random person for 10 minutes and that'll be his set. That'd be funny. Dude, I, oh, dude like, you know, I'm not really good at like audience and, uh, like interaction when I do my sets. Um, I used to have this bit where I would ask like certain audience members, like, you know, what are they scared of? You know? And I always get the normal, like, Oh, you know, lions, spiders, you know, you know, normal animals and stuff like that. And there was this big guy once, you know, and I seriously think he was, he had to been a 49er or a Raider. I shit you not. Cause he had that look, that mentality, that bill. So I'm like, Hey man, like, what are you scared of? And he looked without skipping a beat. He's like horses. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? The horses? And I'm like, hold up. What stopped the show a second? So I like focused on him for like two minutes. Like, what do you mean horses? He's like, nah, dog. They're big, you know? And then when they sneeze, it scares the hell out of me, man. Like, I just, I don't like them. You know, I just, they could trample me. And st- I'm like, all right, I'll go with the trampling part. But horses are kind of gentle creatures if you treat them well, you know? So I just like it. That's why I don't like any audience reaction. It's just like sometimes you get that. You don't get the response you want. Yeah, you don't get the response yeah, yeah. you wanted, but you try to work with the response you got. And that's always kind of like a challenge, I wanted to say for me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, not even in just in shows, but like actual life, I find myself like scripting out stuff in my head. Like, I'm going to say this, and then they're going to say this. And like, I'm. I'm expecting the conversation to go a certain way every time. And then, they, totally and then I'm like, way. wait, they fucking didn't say their line right. <laughs> like, now I have to think of something else. You no, know, that's normal. Like, I forgot. I've read somewhere about that. Like, there's some kind of, like, psychotic, like, psychology thing. Psychotic. Doing. Psychotic. <laughs> We're psychotic. We need to be wrapped up in, like, rubber rubes with straitjacket people. That's how crazy it adheres in the Wes Hoffman show. <laughs> But no, no, seriously, like I read somewhere like there is like, you know, not like a psychotic or anything like that. But like there's I don't even know what the word for it is yet. But there's a word that like, you know, where people like go through like conversations in their head, you know, just plan stuff out. That way they're prepared for stuff, you know, and all right. of a sudden goes whoosh, goes completely the other way. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, since the the podcast is called Joke Strap. 
Um, I mean, part of it's about comedy and the other part is mostly sports related. I got to ask you about sports. Um, are, do you consider yourself a sports fan? Yeah, like I you know I don't know every player's name or you know stats and stuff. Um but you know I consider like myself a sports fan, but I'll say more like of a live a live event. A live event, you know. Um I mean I definitely like once in a while like I'll watch, you know, the Sharks on TV. Um if it's a big game, I'll watch the Niners. Um, but baseball, I don't know, just not not so much. And like, I guess you could go to, like the theory, like, oh, there's no action. It's kind of boring to some people. But definitely, like, I like to go into A's games once in a while. A Giants game. What? For you Giants <laughs> fans, um, I don't discriminate. I'm a Bay Area fan, but I do like the A's about thirty percent more than the Giants. There that's we go. Good, there we go. That's a good. That's a good reel. We accept that. I mean, we okay. accept that. All right. All right. So here at the House of A's, you know, um, but no, uh, but definitely like I'll definitely go to a Sharks game no matter what it is, even if it's preseason. I think it's still just fun to go out there and be like more energetic and war with like the fans. So for this Sharks, um, I know you say you don't know all the players' names, but do you have a favorite player on the Sharks? Um. I have to say it's, of course, I want to say three of them. Like, the, you know, I like Thornton. And I want to say I know there's a lot of Thornton haters out there. <laughs> but I like Thornton just because. I think he's thinking of one person right now. I think of one person. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I like Thornton. No, maybe just. <laughs> so, no, really, I like Thornton just because of the fact that, like, I, his contract, he's not going anywhere, you know. I um, I don't like. You know, it's funny, you know, basketball, basketball has been on TV, like, for, like, probably the last two weeks. Yeah. And I want to say the fact, I, I like the rules they had, the fact that you get a player and you don't trade him, he doesn't go to another, you know, team or anything like that because of pay. Um, I just, I like the fact that, like, you know, I latch on a player and, like, I don't want to follow them to, like, a different team or not. You know, I feel like I'm cheating, I guess you could say, you know, being a fan of the team and everything like that. So I guess you say that's why I kind of, like, Thornton because of his no trade clause in his contract. Um, of course, Pabs just because he's you know an awesome guy. And Burn, let me tell you, you know Brett Burns. If you ever listen to this, you are a down to earth nice guy. Like you are totally awesome. You chat with every last fan, and you actually bring up subjects that they you know they talk about when they say, "Oh, I like this about the you." You know, you actually add on and chime on to that. And I really think that's down to earth about you, man. So, cheers to you, Burns. Cheers to you, Burns. Brian is opening a beer actually at this moment. He's actually cheering to you, Brent Burns, uh, with the straw, because that's how we do it here at the Joke Strap. We drink <laughs> beer through a straw. Um, so, yeah, with the Sharks, I mean, it's nice that a lot of players like stay with the team for a long amount of time, unlike the <coughs> Oakland A's, um, <laughs> where it's really tough to like be a fan because half the time you don't even know who's playing for the team. I mean, here we are, August, uh, whatever the hell date it is, August 26th, and uh, I looked over there thinking there was a calendar, and there's nothing, there's just decorations. I had a writer on my but it hit me, it was 26th. But the A's, today on August 26th, they still managed to trade a player, so, um, and it's not even, it's way past the trading deadline now, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, with hockey, and I think... Actually, I think hockey has less player movement than any of the sports, I would say. But it also doesn't have ridiculous 
uh, salaries like all the other sports. True. So maybe something needs to be done about the other sports. Um. So what about what about playing sports, Brian? Are you big on playing sports? <laughs> um, I haven't played sport actually today. I played a little like a little bit of soccer and. I am definitely fucking out of shape for sure. <laughs> um, especially keeping up with elementary school kids. Um, I used to play baseball, of course, like Little League, and I played for one year. And, like, the coaches always yelled at me, but I thought that was the coach's job. So I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Um, but just once, like, I, I didn't like the practice. I like staying home and just playing with my friends, you know. Um, even though some of my classmates did play, you know, sports with me, we were all on the A's. Um, uh, now that I didn't really haven't played sports at all after never joined any teams and stuff like that. I did curling once and that was fun. That was really, really fun. That's when you had long hair. No, no, not curling. Oh, okay. Curling as oh, like okay. the, the, <laughs> like the, the pods you throw down the ice yeah, from yeah. the liver Olympics. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really fun, but dude, if you ever try it, dude, just get knee pads. You definitely need knee pads. Um, get windbreakers. That way, like, you know, when you skid your knee on the ice, like, you know, it won't mess up your jeans or anything like that. But it's fun. Like, we took a class once, uh, me and some friends, and we all had a super great time. Like, we would definitely take more of the advanced class. That way we could, you know, learn how to fast and hard to throw uh, the pods down the ice. All right, so um, uh, we're about to conclude this episode of Jokestrap, but um, Brian, I just want to ask you: Do you have anything else you want to plug besides this show coming up on August thirtieth? Is there any like? Do you have any other? Uh, maybe what's your Twitter handle? Throw that out there. Um. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Uh. Yeah. So my this coming Tuesday at Amali's, I'm performing. Start show starts at eight. So get there a little bit earlier. Do. You, Get your seats and put money in the tip dar because us comics are broke. Um, my Twitter handle is Mighty Brian. That's just one word. Um, and that's all I really have to say. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, it was great to be your first guest. Uh, hopefully, it's a learning experience for both of us. <laughs> uh, and just thank you and hope to see you guys somewhere uh, out on the stage. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to episode four of Jokestrap Podcast. Um, again, O'Malley's Sports Pub in Mountain View, August 30th, 8 o'clock. It is a free show. Come out. We have a great group of comics, uh, including Brian. Uh, Tina Allen Callow is headlining. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Um, we hope to see you there. Uh, until the next time, thank you very much, and see you later. <laughs>